0: The ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. For Johnny Cash fans, this is a very catchy song and a very popular song, Uh, but at certain moments in our lifetime, maybe this song is inappropriate and might be uh, <clears throat> ill-timing or um, uh, played at, the, at, at bad times, such as at a funeral. Uh, when we're at a funeral for our loved ones, this is probably the last song we want to hear. Uh, we, uh, a burning ring of fire is probably not something we would like to think about uh, at a funeral. But it's a reality. As, as Christians, we believe in heaven, hell, and purgatory. These are all possibilities after, after we die. And so, in today's gospel, a question is asked about eternal life. And I think there's a point in each of our lives where we've asked these questions ourselves. What's it like to die? What, what happens after death? Um, uh, what's life like after this world passes away? Uh, these are all questions I'm sure we've asked ourselves. And there's someone in today's gospel that asks a similar question. Lord, will only a few people be saved? Instead of answering the question directly with a yes or no answer, Jesus goes into into a parable about the master of a house who's locked the door and a guest is locked out. And the master says in today's gospel, depart from me, all you evildoers, And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves cast out. This reference in the gospel, it's a reference to Satan's domain called hell. And we believe that hell is a real place and it's a very real possibility uh, after this life. But hell is freely chosen. It's a self-chosen state a place of suffering, a place of isolation, where we choose to alienate ourselves from God. And it comes with a choice, a daily choice. Every day we make choices. Uh, For example, the choice to go to work tomorrow morning, or the choice to get out of bed in the morning, or the choice to eat meals during the day to sustain us. And as we're here at Mass today, you've made a choice to come to Mass. All of our choices reflect our desire to be with the Lord or to be away from the Lord. Uh, That's the beauty of the spiritual life. The spiritual life is never stable, never constant. The spiritual life is always in flux. You're always moving towards the Lord or moving away from the Lord. And so our choices reflect our desires. And the, the, the guest who's locked out of the house in today's gospel, he says, Lord, open the door for us. We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Now, if we translate this into our modern-day experience, this is the average Catholic who comes to Mass every Sunday and puts an envelope in the collection basket Lord, open the door for us. We came to Mass every Sunday. We ate and drank the Eucharist in your company. We contributed to the collection. And yet the Lord says in today's Gospels, I do not know you. Uh, The Lord demands a lot to uh, enter into the kingdom of God. Um, uh, He demands more than an hour every Sunday. We think about a couple examples. For example, a married couple. If spouses only talk to each other once a week for 60 minutes, how well will that marriage go? I suspect that marriage won't last very long. Or I'm a sports fan, and um, uh, preseason NFL football just began. And so I've been following that. We think about a football team. If they only practiced once a week, For 60 minutes. How well are they going to play on Sunday? I suspect not very well. They can expect to have a losing season. Uh, It's that football team that needs to show up every day to be committed to practice, that daily discipline, Uh, showing up to practice, working on strengthening and conditioning, watching film regularly to see what the opponent is throwing at them for defense. Is it a 4-3 defense or a 3-4 defense? Uh, Studying and scouting who they're gonna be competing against. Studying the playbook. And so during the week, it's all about focusing on blocking and tackling the fundamentals of football to be a great NFL team on Sundays. And so these fundamentals, they uh, are the same with our spiritual lives focusing on the fundamentals throughout the week. And um, uh, those fundamentals, uh, they're things like taking time for silence every day, getting to know the Lord, uh, daily prayer, making confession a regular part of your life, reading the sacred scriptures. I'm sure that all of us hope one day to go to heaven after we die. So why don't we take the time now, today, to get to know the one uh, with whom we're going to be spending all of eternity with. Uh, If we don't have time for the Lord in this life, how will we ever have time for him after we die? Uh, And so by doing these fundamental things of our faith, prayer, confession, sacred scriptures, time of silence every day, we're going to build up the endurance of our faith However, by failing to do these things, we can expect to warm the benches, warm the benches in the fires of hell, and expect to miss out on the consolations of heaven. That's something that's really beautiful about our Catholic faith. Our Catholic faith is not a spectator sport. Uh, everyone has skin in the game. We, everyone gets playing time here in the Catholic Church, uh, and that's because we've all been made in the image and likeness of God. We've been given free will to choose God or to choose against God. And so today we're invited to take Christ as our head coach. Uh, and Christ demands a lot if we want to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We think about a head coach who never uh, forces his players to run or to, to work out or to eat healthy. Uh, there's never been a head coach who has won a championship that allowed his players to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Uh, Rather, a good head coach pushes his players to the limit. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to go to your limit. One hour a week on Sunday is not enough. What are you doing during the week to feed your faith, to build that endurance in your faith, St. Paul also picks up this sports analogy. In one of his letters, St. Paul says, we compete not for a crown that withers, we compete for an imperishable crown. So run the race as to win the race. Athletes deny themselves all sorts of things. And so just like athletics, they have that daily discipline, showing up to practice, eating healthy, or uh, if uh, we transition from the sports analogy, analogy to a military analogy. There's discipline in the military. Getting up at a certain time, making your bed, uh, it's all part of the discipline. And in our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews, we hear about discipline, the discipline we need to exercise in our faith. Hebrews says, My son, do not disdain the discipline of our Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. The Lord loves us, and that's why we live out this daily discipline of our faith. And at the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. And so, discipline is not a bad thing. It's actually necessary for salvation. Unlike athletes who compete uh, for a couple of World Series rings or a Super Bowl trophy, we're competing much more. Uh, We're competing for the eternal salvation of our souls. And so, let us work out our salvation in uh, effort and daily uh, discipline of prayer the sacraments, sacred scripture, being alone with the Lord. Today and for this week and the rest of our week, let us uh, compete well for the eternal salvation of our souls.